This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brandon on the fan, NFL playoff weekend kicking off on Saturday. Wildcard weekend, a doubleheader, three games on Sunday and then one on Monday. The hope is that a year from now, when we're talking about the Commanders, they'll be taking part in this postseason weekend. We'll get into them in just a little bit. There's also a big story to discuss with the Nationals today. Washington Post reporting has a story out that as spring training nears, it looks like a partial sale of the Nationals is now seeming most likely, which is somewhat deflating if you're a Nats fan. Uh, but we'll tackle that coming up in about 25 minutes right here on G&D. Let's go to Chris in D.C. wants to talk Sam Howe. What do you think? What's up, fellas? Long time, long talk. Uh, oh, my want... God. This is Chris in D.C.? Yes. Been Where a minute, been, dude. guy? <laughs> What's up, fellas? Where Man, have you, you been? You... No, I'm serious. You, haven't, you called every week during the Cousins era to argue about Kirk Cousins, and I haven't heard from you in six <laughs> years. Where the hell you been? Uh, you know, things have happened uh, as far as job situation. I can't listen to you guys like I normally do. But My I man. You guys, you guys switched times on me, so I really can't really talk to you like I want to. So, you know, but I still listen from afar. You guys I, I want you to, I'm guys dead serious. This sounds crazy. I've thought about you. I'm like, where is this guy? Like, so <laughs> many times. Pause that. Pause that. Pause, 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 pause. But go ahead. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm telling you, dude. You you know who this is, Dan? Yeah, of course. This is the Mr. O'Brien. Of course, guy. yeah. Oh my God! Dude, <laughs> In a minute, dude. This is great. All right. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Hey, hey, what's up, fellas? Well, uh, no, but, but Grant, you, you know, uh, for all my years of schooling, I, I agree with you. I hate to say this, but I do agree with you. The worst thing that happened to us is he's is he's average. You know, that's you know, if he's average, it's like oh Lord, because you know, I don't want to fracture fan base. I want us to get behind whoever the quarterback is. So if he comes in, if he stinks. Great draft kick. If he's great, keep him. But if he's okay, you know, it's like say he's starts out stinky, then he, and at the end of the year he performs well, and you're like, okay, we we might want to see this. But you know, I, I, the worst thing he can play is average. I just I just wanted I just want to put the put this 
whole thing behind us one way or another. I just don't want the fan base to be fractured. But if he's just average, great games, bad games, and okay games, that's going to be tough to have the fans say, let's see more of this. And the fans like me might say, nah, let's just start all over. So we just don't want him to be average. I just think or swim. I mean, you know, neither those, either or. Appreciate you, dude. Good yeah, hearing I, from you, man. Yeah, good to hear from you. Seriously, I, I, I'm with that. I mean, to me, the worst thing you can be is this eight and eight type team without an arrow and or easy way to go up. Right? You either need to be good or bad, and that's the point of starting a, an unknown in, in Sam Howell. Now, th- coaches don't think that way. GMs don't think that way an awful lot, especially when they're the same guy. Like, if you're in year four, you don't want to take a big step back and be 6-11 and because it means you're out and you know the, the next guy comes in or whatever. But for this fan base, for me, for old Fanny Mouye sitting here uh, in this room with Grant, that's exactly what I want. I either want them to be great. That's the best-case scenario, obviously. But if they can't be that, then let's be a little bit worse than 8-8. Eight eight. In fact, let's be a lot worse. And now we got a chance to be great. I know I'm over-talking about Chris in D.C. calling in. You certainly are. Six years since we've heard from that guy. Literally. That is hilarious. I've, I've been like, what happened to that guy? And he just call, casual, casually calls in like he talks to us every couple of days. I know. That's absolutely amazing. Um, good to hear from him. Yeah, so on Sam Howell, I, I think that who their coordinator is is going to determine largely what they get out of him. Can you bring someone in here that makes him better? Can you bring someone in here that develops and grooms him? Are you just bringing someone in here who's an older guy who's an O-line type, no lineman coach wants to run the ball or? Look, Zampezi, that's one argument for him. And if I'm him interviewing with Rivera today, tomorrow, whenever it is, I would slide that resume across the desk and I say, listen, Ron, I'm the only guy you're going to interview that has a personal relationship already with Sam Howell. I'm the only guy you're going to interview where you don't have to change much about the scheme. And here's the the, the uh, you know the research I've done, which I would have ready if I'm Zampezi, on quarterbacks who change coordinators twice in their first couple years and how damaging and detrimental that can be. I think that's one of the only arguments about st- staying in-house and being internal about this is that it is less for Sam Howell to process and learn and to go through as a you know, leap into year two if you're not having to learn an entirely new scheme. My concern is I'm not sure if this group, this staff, this offensive uh, collection of, of minds has proven that they can develop a quarterback, that they can better a quarterback. The only guy they got any production out of was Heineke. So that would be where I hesitate. But I want Hal's feet, his running game, to be part of the plan moving forward. It, it That does not mean he's got to be Justin Fields. And obviously he shouldn't be Justin Fields. He's not Justin Fields. I'm talking about somewhere between not moving at all and Josh Allen. Like split the difference, right? Probably... I want another comp so I don't have to keep using Daniel Jones, but like something like that where you go back to the North Carolina tape, man. The guy ran for 820 yards yeah. in college. When they lost, no, it's not a, a place where they just reload. It's not Alabama. So they had good players around him. They had a couple NFL running backs. They had Deami Brown, good offensive line. And he didn't really run at all for two years. He just threw it all over the place. And so they lost everybody. And again, it's it's UNC. It's not just some place where there's a bunch of five stars waiting in the wings. They were a different team. They had to replace two NFL caliber running backs. Who so just goes, Coach, I'll just run for 900 yards. I don't know why I gave him that voice, but whatever. That's what he did. Ran for 10 touchdowns and 900 yards for a team that got a lot worse. I, I'm impressed by that. I'm into that. To me, it's it's a happy medium. I, I don't want a guy necessarily that the first read isn't there. He just you know sprints out and, and takes off like it's a, a Big Twelve game. 
But at the same time, having that to keep defenses honest, I think is such a weapon. Picking up the uh, the occasional third and four. I just you know, think it'll I make it. their running game better. Yes. If you actually are operating largely at a pistol and, and you're doing a you know read option or keepers or just designed uh, quarterback runs four or five times a game, that's all I'm asking for, honestly. Maybe it's three some weeks. Maybe there's a week where you don't do it at all, but there are games where it's six or seven. Think Mariota and Atlanta when they came to FedEx. When Mariota had four carries for like 44 yards in the first half, and it set Algier up to do whatever he wanted pretty much in the second half with Cordero Patterson. That's kind of what I'm looking for. And then you got to use that arm to take some shots. That, to me, is what the offense realistically could look like. It's not what I would do if I was running everything, but with Ron as your head coach and whatever OC that's going to play his game comes in here, I think that's my best-case scenario. Now, there is a chance that this guy, who's only about six foot, he doesn't have a great body, isn't particularly big, got drafted in the fifth round because he's got some flaws and some warts, Mm -hmm. just isn't that good. Okay, that's fine. If he's bad, sorry about your luck. Now we know. It costs you nothing. It's like buying something for a couple of bucks. You get it home and... It didn't come with all the pieces. Yeah, you know that that dollar thing that's a stocking stuffer? Right. Yeah. Okay, it broke the first day. Okay. Oh, this thing didn't work? Yes, I could buy another one or 10 next time I'm at the mall. It's a fifth-round pick, man. It, it doesn't have to be great. Now, my concern on, on the decision at quarterback is Rivera's the head coach and the GM, and because Rivera, the head coach, is going into a make-or-break, got to have its season, the GM might go get something enticing to him. You know, might spend, might trade, might do a Wentz deal, might bring in Ryan Tannehill because Tannehill's a rich man's howl mm-hmm. using him the way they want to or whatever they see. And that's not long-term health of the organization decision-making. That's that cover is, my butt, get the best I can this year. Try decision. to get to nine wins and get into the wild card this year decision-making. And it's that way of thinking that has, in my opinion, kept them in the perpetual middle of the pack that they live in, that the purgatory of mediocrity that this organization has bathed in for years. Let's go to Chase, who's in King George, which is the greatest county on the planet. What's up, Chase? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? What's up, bud? Hey, so Sam Howell, honestly, I feel like his floor right now is probably three, four wins, just based on our defense. You got to look at the team that's around us, too. If, if Heineke, Wentz, combination can get us where we are right now, I feel like Hal, even if he is crap, our defense can ink out a couple wins. Now, his ceiling, compared to what everything else that he's played with coming from UNC, from where I watched him at, I feel like it's a better team. It's more well-rounded as compared to the teams he's had before. And I could really see us eking out maybe 10 wins. I mean, we only barely lost to the Vikings. And a win right there probably put us in the playoffs. So Chase makes a couple of really good points. Actually, it's a short point. Which I expect from someone from King George County. Very, mm-hmm. very smart guy, obviously. That's right, yeah. What's your reaction to the following? And this is basically summarizing his call in a sentence. We saw what they were with Heineke. How is a better version of Heineke when he's developed? The floor is what you got with Heineke. What's your reaction to that? It makes a lot of sense. In other words... We're not asking you to put the cape on. We're not going to. We're not. We don't have a guy that you win because of. That the thing that I covet is the win because of guy. Where 
You could change the supporting cast around Patrick Mahomes. I'll see you in the AFC title game again and again and again and again, right? They lost Tyreek Hill. What are they going to do? Have the number one offense in the sport. He'll be the MVP again. They'll be fine. He's great. So is the coordinator, right? In this case, Andy Reid. I covet that. That's not available to me. Can we do a, we'll beat the brains out of you with our really good defense. We'll you know smash you around a little bit. And he makes a player two per game. You, you tell me you can't possibly get to nine wins with that formula? They had that in the palm of their hands. They could, to the caller's point, you could have won. There is a very reasonable scenario. You replay everything with the same numbers, the same everything. That you win ten games this year, maybe more than that, right? Like it's it's unfathomable. They they would have they could they couldn't have won a game that they tied against the Giants. It's unfathomable they 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 couldn't have beat Tennessee, who they had three chances inside the three yard line. Now you also could lose some of those games, and, and they did. But you see my point. They weren't that far away from being a nine or ten win club. So here's the devil's advocate then, which needs to be acknowledged. You're going to have a hard time, I think, replicating the production on the defensive line next year that you got out of Allen Payne and Sweat collectively. Possibly Chase Young is great or better, and he replaces a regression from one of those guys. Is that a health thing for you, or is that just it's just hard to do? Well, number one, health. The chance that all three of those guys plays a combined 51 games again yeah. is unlikely. I mean, it's just football. Right. That just doesn't happen. That's number one. Number two, Payne is not even under contract and may not be here. They may either decide they're not keeping him or he may decide he doesn't want to be here. Or There's a lot of different things that could happen. He could be gone altogether. Also, Payne just played at a level that he had never played anything close to at any point before his contract year. I'm not saying he can't do it again, but I would bet almost any amount of money on FanDuel Sportsbook that he's not going to have 11 and a half sacks again next year. I mean, that was kind of a stars aligning type year for him. So it's just very reasonable to say, the guy who's been in the league for five years, where four years were really similar, and then one year was nothing like those other years, his sixth year is not going to be the same as the fifth year. It might be somewhere in between of the breakout and all the other years, right? Uh-huh. Allen, I think, is exactly who you've gotten now for two years, which is a perennial pro bowler, but has had some injury history in the past, obviously missed the end of the season. That could happen in the middle of the year. You could miss some games. So I'm just saying that I think the strength of this team, their D-line, was at the peak of its powers for much of their hot stretch. The defense might not be as great. Who knows if Del Rio's here or he isn't. I'd assume he will be, but maybe you have a new coordinator. Um, Also more challenging schedule. Better teams. Absolutely. Better teams, better quarterbacks, more challenging. All that stuff's in play. They could also add a corner or do something at linebacker and be a lot better. This is all possible. I'm just saying it's hard to just go into next year and go, well, it's a top 10 defense. You're going to run the ball really well. Brian Robinson's going to be awesome. That's what this year was. Mm-hmm. Every year presents its new challenges. Maybe someone regresses. Maybe someone gets hurt. You just don't know. But I will say that if the situation is comparable, yep. if you could put Sam Howell after a full offseason of getting reps as the number one and like a claw machine drop him into this year's situation, I guarantee you that they could have gone 5-3-1 and one in the, the nine games where they went 5-3-1 and one with Heineke. You get what I'm saying? That's exactly what you're saying. And, and, I think and that's the I, point. I wonder it, like what... What more is there? Because I know Heineke has the the pixel uh, the pixie dust and and the you know the everyone loves him kind of we'll find this out together thing, but I think Sam Howell has some of that and he just got better traits and and he's just a better faster. So maybe you don't need two player. scores in four minutes to beat the Colts. That would be nice. Something like that, right? Where you actually have like twenty points. I think you win one of those Giants games if if you have better quarterback play. Yeah. 
if you have someone making a few more plays with their feet. Now, again, he might not be able to play at all. We've seen one game. We've seen 19 throws. We've seen a mixed bag over 11 completions. But there was just enough there to say, are we sure we'd rather this staff spend $30 million again? I'm sure that I do not want to see that. <laughs> are we sure we'd rather this staff use a valuable draft pick that will be inherited by the next group, very possibly if they don't win this year, over just seeing what this dude's about? What's his stat ceiling to you? Talking about how? See, I think that's always hard. I mean, every answer I give is based on the fact that I think they do this offense that makes it hard to accumulate stats as a quarterback. Yeah, because, I, but I think that's a factor. Because they want to hold the ball and not exactly advance the ball, if that makes sense, uh, the way that they do it. I'm going to say he could, in this offense, let's see, Heineke was on pace for 3,800 yards, 24 touchdowns. I mean, I think he could he could throw for 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, run for seven, you know, something like that. And have, That's the ceiling. Have like 16 picks or, you know, 15 picks or something. Where, yeah, he'll make mistakes. But yeah, that, that's the best case scenario. It's not what I would predict, but I think that's a an apex for him next year kind of thing. Let's go to Tyrone in D.C. What would a Sam Howell season look like at quarterback? Uh, I think I think Sam with a good with a good chance and starting with the ones like he only had one week to prepare with the ones he really never had a chance all year to even get out there you feel what I'm saying with the uh, scout team and all that so I really think that he can be good I seen it was like he a lot of them throws at eleven for nineteen is really fabricated because it was like a lot of run run pass he was forcing the third down passes and stuff like that. So I don't know. Like, I really think that we did what we did, and Heineke was really rated like 32 out of 32. I think I've seen him in one of the Monday night games or something we played. Like, so I think that with his threat with the long ball and him, he can run and really prepare, I think he really could be okay with it. Like, I don't know what his stat line would be. I don't want to go too high because, like y'all said, he – Nobody threw really over 20 passes in like half a season. Yeah, we just can't pretend to know, Tyrone. Thank you, right? Buddy. He played at a level without getting ahead of ourselves, without being irresponsible, without pretending like he's going to be really good. Anybody who's just sticking a flag in the ground and saying Sam Howell's a star is I mean, that, that's ridiculous. It just is. I'm sorry. But correct me if you disagree with this. He played at a level that if you're Ron Rivera, you go, crap. Should I have been watching that guy for a month? I would have so much more information and intel going into the offseason. I'd know what he is. I would have positive fan momentum that maybe we found the guy. You know, I, I would have uh, an answer as to what I'm, I need to go dress my offensive line and do this and this and this. And the best case scenario is he is the answer, right? Because yep. then you don't have to spend. Now you don't really know. You don't have enough intel. you you got to make the decision largely on practices and, and the eval internally. But... I just don't believe that after how he played, the coaching staff could think anything other than that's intriguing. That guy was that guy's not worse than than what we had playing the rest of the year. That's what the staff, I'll bet, is thinking. The the quarterbacks that we had out there all year. It's a good way to put if I'm it. on the offensive staff, that guy's not worse than them, and that was his first game ever. Just you know, without without the reps, without the time at the front, kind of to the to the caller's point. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's like trying to trying to get a way to get everybody back on my side. It might be that. 
Right? Because I think anybody is going to be so wary of another cast-off, another high-valued free agent that's going to cost a ton, somebody that you have to trade for that's chicken free because things didn't work out in his previous stop. If I'm them, I'm doing a rah-rah, look at Sam Howell. How great was this? Let's get excited about it. That's our guy. We found him internally. Sam earned it. You know, I, I get my my tweet team on the uh, the video montage of his post-game speech and him, like, walking slowly around the facility saying hi to people. I'm all I'm, – that's what I would be doing to hype people up. This is a good segment. Chris in D.C. called in, Chris Danny. in D.C. called. Chris in D.C. <laughs> the amount of tweets I'm getting from P1s that are like, oh, my God. I can't believe it. It's so funny. Otto goes – no joke, when I heard you say Chris in D.C., my ears perked up. And when I heard his <laughs> voice, I was blown away. I missed his hot takes so much. Colin said, loved Chris from D.C. moment. Listen when I can. That was one of my favorite spots. For for people that don't know, because it's been so many years, and 87% of you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. He used to call in every single week. Every single day, essentially. But he, he despised Kirk Cousins. Yes. And Jay Gruden, for the record. Yes. Both of them. And he loved Bill O'Brien. He loved him. He would call him Mr. O'Brien. I remember that about him. But, like, Cousins had a perfect quarterback rating against the Saints. And he'd be like, Kirk, check down to the running backs. He could have thrown deeper. And he he would go through all the problems from his performance from his 158.3 quarterback rating. (laughs) Just hated the guy. It didn't matter what happened. Right. Kirk Cousins dove in front of a truck to save a box of kittens. Have we considered that he put the truck driver's life at risk? (laughs) Like, he hated him. And he would call in. And just hold court and represent an entire faction of the fan yes. base that couldn't stand him. It was a great foil. Cousins left, and he was just gone. He's just—I I thought he moved, or I didn't know, but he's back. He's back. Good You're for excited, Chris. man. I'm fired up for my guy, Chris. I've asked you about him before. You I'm have. Like, I'm like, where do you think Chris is? What happened to that guy? I was like, how do I know? He's going to be steamed up when the Patriots hire Mister O'Brien. From Alabama to be their offensive coordinator. To coordinate. Oh, man. What if, what if Bill O'Brien gets a head coaching gig again? Chris is going to be back <laughs> on the horn. 800-636-1067. I mean, you, Joan, but we get to know people. Yes. We're talking to them. That guy, we I probably talked to. He would be on for two minutes at a time screaming at me every day for three years. And then he was just gone. No goodbye, no nothing. He was Poof. just gone. And I'm left to wonder what's going on. Like Kaiser Shose in the, in the wind. Like Walter and Alexandria. Yeah. Walter and Alexandria used to call, do your impressions so people know who you're talking about. Hello, sir. I have a question. Why doesn't they uh, run four quarterbacks at the game at the same time? He used to call us every day, pretty much. Yep. And as of COVID, we just haven't heard from him Haven't heard from him. And we're hoping the best. We want the best. Yep. But you just wonder, like, where's my guy? What's going on? That's Walter. That's Walter. I forgot he's in the sound machine. Grant and Danny on the fan talking Sam Howell. Also got to discuss Lamar Jackson. Not practicing again. Seems like the Ravens are a little salty. That's next. Dum, dum, dum. Back to throw it for the first time. Going over the middle has McLaurin reaching in for the end zone and a score. <laughs> this NFL stuff is easy. That was Kevin Burkhardt on the call on Fox. Sam Howell's first pass was a touchdown Sunday against the Cowboys. Welcome back. Grant and Danny on the fan. Watching a press conference right now with Pete Carroll, who's got his hat on backwards. He's 70-plus years old. I wonder what Colin Coward thinks about head coaches with their hats backwards. 
Have they ever won in the playoffs? Well, God forbid he danced at any point in time. Then Coward would hate his guts forever. But what he had a quarterback backwards hat thing. He's a backwards hat guy, and it means you can't win or something like that. And then Brady came to the podium with his hat backwards, and and he's like, well, but he he did it after. He's I earned said the it. right or something. I don't know. One thing Cowherd got right was he was not a Baker Mayfield guy, and they had a big back and forth all the time where Baker Mayfield would always be arguing with him, and he would like he would win a game, and in the locker room instead of celebrating, he'd be like, "Who's got Colin Cowherd's number?" And they just hated each other for some reason. Yeah. Now Baker Mayfield's just hopping team to team all the time. Lamar Jackson didn't practice today. Yeah. I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to play. I don't either. I'm not the only one saying that anymore. Ian Rappaport, you know him as Rap Sheet, NFL Network on Twitter. He says it's a long shot for Lamar to play against the Bengals. This is happening, man. He is going to end up sitting for over 40 business days after this injury that they thought would be 20-plus days before he came back. They thought he would play a couple games at the end of the regular season. Uh And it is very possible. We all know. Injuries are different for different guys, different timelines, different recoveries. Like, this kind of thing happens. But going into an offseason where you're a pending free agent, they're trying to determine if they're going to pay you or franchise tag you. This could not have gone worse for him. He bet on himself, and for the second time in as many years, he got hurt at the end of the year and couldn't finish the season. This is such a quandary. This is such a sticky wicket, as they say. A digs. I love Lamar Jackson. I'm I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan. I don't know that I could pay him. I don't know that I could pay him. The the you know, he's basically looking at whether it's you know Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed, outrageous, almost fifty million dollar deal, or or Aaron Rodgers' huge deal. Being the latest really good quarterback, he's already got an MVP under his belt, and he'll go, Yeah, when I play, the Ravens have a 73% winning percentage. It's pretty good. You should probably want me around. Again, I think the guy's awesome. And I think if you got pretty good receivers that, you know, I don't know that if I was a great receiver, I'd want to play with him in that scheme just because you're probably not going to get enough looks and whatever. But if I if you could, I think they are absolutely a threat to be a team that nobody wants to play and, and could could win a Super Bowl. But I don't know that I could pay him because of what's happened each of the last couple of years. It's what I'd be worried about the entire time. That while he's making dazzling highlight reel plays and putting people in the spin cycle and running here, there, and everywhere, it's that one hit because of that slender frame that all of a sudden we're going to do this dance for six weeks, seven weeks, however long it is, where he looks like he's going to come back and then doesn't. Looks like he's going to come back and then doesn't. Doesn't practice on Wednesday and we're sort of doing this limp along type deal, no pun intended. Again, it's it, it, for the Ravens, I don't know what you do here. You, I mean, maybe you can get away with franchise tagging him once, but after that, now what? In his last nine games of the season before he got hurt, nine games, I'm giving you, Danny. Seven touchdowns and five picks. Completed 61% of his passes. In the last month, it was much closer down into the low to mid-50s in terms of percentage of passes he completed. That offense was not working. He was not playing at a high level. He was struggling. He had one game, and quarterback rating is just not an end-all, be-all. It basically is a completion percentage, touchdowns, no interceptions kind of deal. But it is instructive just as a a, uh, stat to to throw out there in this regard. He had one game from week four through week 13 when he got hurt when his quarterback rating was over 87. Think about that. One. One time that happened. 
He had a bunch of games where his quarterback rating was under 70. I'm telling you, man, they can't. Well, they're not going to give him a long contract after this. They also can't let him go. They are in a bad spot. It is a tough spot to be in. Here's what I would do. I would franchise tag him, and I would begin immediately. If I'm Eric DaCosta, Grant DaCosta right here, Mm -hmm. I would tell my staff, I would say, look, if you guys are pretty convinced we've already got our, our successor in the building, that's fine. But we got two years at most. And ideally, one year to find the guy that's going to replace Lamar. Get out there and find him. Because I would tag him. And if I'm still in a spot where he's coming off a really good year and or, you know, I I haven't found a, a successor, maybe I go cousin style and I tag him a second time. And that gives me two more years with him without having to really commit. But the problem is, and I think people oversimplify it to talk about it. he scrambles so he gets hurt, he takes hits. Like the last injury, this one was in the pocket. It was in the pocket. I don't remember last year's injury, but it's it's more to me a durability thing now. He has not played a full season one time. And he's been close, you know. He, 19- he did a nineteen. They sat him because they didn't need the game. Is that the only reason yeah. he didn't? Okay, so I was just looking at games played. Mm-hmm. So okay, so his first year he played the full season. Although that year, I'm pretty sure he came out a couple times like blue tent style, and Griffin or whoever would go in. Yeah, but. Was able to start every game, so I'll give him credit there. The last two years, 10 combined missed games. Yeah. And and it's not in the middle. It's been at the end. The wear and tear, then whatever it is, it builds up, then he's not available when it's, you know, December crunch time, got to win. I mean, that's the game we went to. I I got my, my son said, I want to go to an NFL game. I, of course, will never go to FedEx Field ever again. So we saw Ravens-Rams, the eventual Super Bowl champ, because I bought it. Well enough in advance, I'm going, oh, of course Lamar will play. They've been talking about him coming back for a month already. Right. And, he, of course, he did. We saw Tyler Huntley. Yeah, they are. That is brutal. I mean, out of Baltimore, the, the rumblings now are, and I think Jason Lockenfora, who does what we do in Baltimore, he's the afternoon drive host on 105.7 The Fan. Um, he's super plugged in. He says that he's talked to people with the team who think they're going to seek a trade, mm. and they're going to try to trade him, like a, a sign-and-trade kind of deal with a tag, and move him. And they'll have plenty of suitors. I am always buyer beware, though, when a good organization. Would you agree with me that the Ravens are a good organization? I would 100% agree with you. I I would say they're fantastic in how they do their business. I think they're first class. I think they have a great front office. John Harbaugh is successful. They've been excellent for a long, long time. When a team like that is moving on from or reluctant to pay a guy for some reason, why are you smarter than the team with all the information? See the Eagles with McNabb. When you're a doctor and you've never evaluated a guy before, you're going to tell the doctor who's been doing all the blood work and all the tests and all the evaluations and all the visits for years what you think about the patient? The Ravens have been around him for years and years and years. And I'm not saying that they couldn't be wrong or that it could just be a stare-down business-wise and another team bringing him in wouldn't benefit them because he he'll, he might go win two MVP awards. I would just be buyer beware when a team has – it's the quarterback position. Yeah. When you find Lamar Jackson, you've hit the lottery. It's over now. You just pay him like the Bills did with Allen and like the Chiefs did with Mahomes. and we could, Like Burrow's going to – it's a no-brainer. The Bengals will pay him the second they can. I've seen this too many times here where this team knows better. Mm-hmm. You don't know better. You know the guy 
And everybody's got one if you play fantasy football. Everybody has a player that, if he's on your team, kills you. Ruins everything for you because he's not available or you need him in the big game and in the, in the, in the playoff round and it, and it doesn't come through. He'll have like one catch for two yards and you're like, oh my God, are you kidding me? But if he's not on your team, he also kills you, right? That's the guy in the must-win game for you and your squad that has his career afternoon. That's your, uh, when Tyler Lockett went for, you know, 260 yards and five touchdowns, whatever the hell it was in the game a couple years ago. Every time I have Tyler Lockett, it's the most pedestrian stat line ever. When my opponent does, he turns into the greatest receiver in the history of mankind. He basically has Henry Ellard's record-setting game every week, right? That's kind of what Lamar Jackson is to me right now. And I, again, I am a huge fan of his. I love him. I feel like if you're counting on him, and I'm going to pay him an outrageous amount of money where I have to build my team a certain way, because you have to, because that's a guy that ran for 1,200 yards mm-hmm. in a season a couple years ago, and he won the MVP. 12, he averaged seven yards a carry while leading the league in touchdown it, passes. This, isn't, this is a good point. He is so unique. There's one model. Yes. There's one of those. Yeah. It's not like the Furby that at Christmas time everybody wanted, and there's thousands of them at all the Toys R Uses. There's one of these. You look at the bottom, and it says one of one, right? You build everything around him in his likeness for how he does it, essentially. And when he's gone, you have worse versions, maybe. But if he was even Burrow, like you could, he gets hurt, and you still have a, a passing game, a drop yeah. back passing game with Chase and with you. You lack weapons at wide receiver because you don't really need them with Lamar because it's kind of tight end only. And then when he's gone, quarterbacks that need a bunch of people to elevate them don't have the weapons around them to do it because he is the elevator. It, it's. It's an ugly situation if he's not available, as seen this past week and over the last stretch here where they're two and three. And they're lucky to be two and three, by the way, if you watch those games. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it'd be amazing if they beat the Bengals. And, and look, their defense is playing incredible ball. I'll tell you who's a hell of a player Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith is awesome who they locked up. Kyle Hamilton. Have you seen the way Kyle Hamilton's playing? Yeah, was he available in the draft? So uh, I'm fine with Jahan Dotson. He, he went too. before Washington picked, actually. Didn't well, he go 14? I thought he went when they, they were on the clock first. They could have taken him. Oh, yes. And then true. they moved they back. No, but I'm, I like Dotson, too. They, they but, man, back. I wish we had Kyle Hamilton. So you know what they're doing with Kyle Hamilton right now? He's playing nickel corner for them. I, I've seen this the last few weeks. They're moving him into the nickel, basically, to play corner, and he's doing it at a high level. He's a safety, obviously, who can do anything in the secondary. He's a unicorn. But uh, but they're awesome. That's a great organization. And they're saying, ah, we're not sure. Someone's going to come along and be smarter. What's your guys' thought on Lamar and how this played out? He's not going to play this weekend, is now the reports out of Baltimore as of the last couple of minutes. After not practicing again today, they are moving on and preparing for a game without him. And they supposedly for a few weeks have been thinking not only that he could come back at some point at the end of the regular season, but that they definitely have him for the playoffs. All going into a stare down between he and the team that was supposed to result in a mega contract. 800-636-1067. I know some of you still want to talk how. We'll get to those thoughts as well on G&D here on The Fan.
I'm wearing a red Caps hoodie. I didn't know three Capitals were coming in studio. I felt a little lame. It's like going to see the band and wearing the band t-shirt. Yeah, I would have taken it off, but here's the problem. I got a Caps t-shirt on under it. So (laughs) what are you going to do? I mean, seriously, look at it. Yeah. Here's what's funny about that. Nine years apart. (laughs) Nine years apart, yes. Earlier today, I asked our boss before we told the story. Yeah. This is dead true. Uh Uh-huh. That's the first time I think I've been dumped in probably nine years. In nine years? So I asked our boss. I no, said, we, we we would get incorrectly dumped when we would say like words <laughs> that were just normal words. But but I asked our boss, I said, can we say fleshlight on the air? And he said, yes. But then he said, but don't say bleep. And I was like, well, I know I can't say well, that. I know I can't say that. And then I just said it. You literally just said it. Very casually. That's unbelievable. I'm very stunned by that. Yeah. So that d- does not happen very so often. So you guys all know this. Our first show, first ten show. seven minutes into the first show, probably like the first segment. Well, that one's we're excusable doing. because I didn't know you couldn't say it on the radio. What? I know that. I'm still not sure, to be honest with you. But Grant said something that I this is one of those that's definitive that I know this one. Like there, there's no doubt about it. And he said it, and our producer goes. It was AJ at the time. Goes, did he just in my ear? And I was like, um. Then I realized that was on air, and I was like, yeah, totally. So anyway, and like we kind of went on with it, and I was like, dude, did you? And he, you went, yeah, it's a good analogy. I was like, well, it sure is, but you can't say that word. <laughs> yeah, that happened. But anyway, I was trying to show you, and I think I did. That I have a Caps T-shirt on underneath. That's your bottom line. Is there's a Caps shirt on there? Who knew today, man? Today's been a day, right? Darius, Johnny oh, on the spot over there. Way to go. When's the last time you had to hit that dump button? Have you ever dumped not, us? Not based on a caller or a guest, but because one of us slipped up. I don't think ever. I don't think he's ever dumped us. I don't us. think I've ever dumped either one of you. A historical day? That Yeah. That's like, wow. You were caught off guard. Like I was like, okay, dump that. And Ryan's like, he's like waving his hands over there. I haven't seen Ryan that flustered since he had a football in his hand. Hey, what was that? Oh, a couple hours ago. It's a football. It's a football. I swear. It's a football. High and tight. Mom, it's a football. Mom. Leave me alone, Mom. Let's go to Chris in Oxen Hill on Grant and Danny. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Uh, definitely appreciate y'all my call. Um, just wanted to touch in, you know, uh, on the conversation. If... Uh, saying that he's going to be a free agent. I think that that would be a plus for us. And, you know, I always got to take it back to wrestling. It's kind of like when Stone Cold first left WCW, came in as the ringmaster, people were like, ah, okay. But then as soon as they saw him go into that Stone Cold mode, you know, they were like, wow, this is something different. And I think that he would do good with the weapons that we have. And saying that he's already in Maryland, this just right down the street. So if we can get that done, that will be a plus. Barack Obama style, let me be clear. We're not really doing the should Lamar Jackson be traded to the commanders conversation. Because I'll I'll do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a fun one. And there might be a time in the offseason where we can do that. We're more, I know we're a DC Sports Talk radio station. Right now, we're just kind of addressing this from the perspective of the Ravens. We're trying to figure out what they're going to do with Lamar Jackson. Well, well, Grant, the same way that the cousin saga was here, obviously, that affected everybody. In other words, how quarterbacks get paid, how free agency works, how teams treat that position. 
This is one of those, the whole league is kind of has an eye towards Baltimore right now. Lamar actually, while we were on the air, this segment just tweeted. He said, thank you everyone for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade two sprain on the borderline of a strain three. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with teammates on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we still have a chance with uh, purple heart emojis. So he obviously is hearing enough about how he should be playing that he felt like he had to explain why he's not practicing via social media. If you got a thought on Lamar, you can hit us with it. We're looking ahead to the playoffs as well next. And I want to talk about offensive coordinating candidates for the commanders as we continue. Grant and Danny on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.